Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Ben Cooley from Bicycle Sport. A lot of people in our network maybe know Ben. Maybe you've been to Bicycle Sport, but I can tell you right now, 2020 was the year of the bicycle, and I am very interested to learn more about this brand and what this uh, local business does for our community to get people outside, but ultimately just to support them as well. So let's talk a little bit about bicycle sport. Now, if there's a bright spot in business this year at all and last year, uh, it's businesses who helped people out in the pandemic, um, helped people, you know, be able to thrive. And we understand, you know, it's it's a weird year to talk about success, but if you're helping people get outdoors, if you're helping people stay healthy, if you're helping people stay sane in a year like this, then more power to you. And that's what Ben and the uh, and the team at Bicycle Sport did. Now, Ben is one of those businesses that, you know, as demand for bikes soared during the stay-at-home orders, it required flexibility to stay safe. It required, you know, him really taking care of his customers um, and, and listening to what they needed. And that's what Ben and his crew did. And we're so proud of them for what they did, but also we're so excited to hear more about their journey hear more about what they did last year and we're so excited to welcome ben from bicycle sport on this episode of the brand builders podcast oh thank you very much for having me absolutely thank you ben we uh we appreciate you taking the time today and uh i'm curious what and when did you get into the retail bicycle business uh 2000 and Five, roughly, I got into the retail bike business. I've been in retail for a lot of my uh, working career, if you will, and started out working part-time at a bike shop when my full-time job really wasn't uh, filling all the, the voids in my, in my life. And uh, I just took up a lot of time and I wanted to find something to do that was enjoyable. I loved retail, I loved people. And I really like bikes. So that kind of led me to coming over to Bicycle Sport, getting a part-time job. I was very familiar with the shop just from my family, my mother and, and great-grandmother and grandmother. And everybody grew up, you know, roughly about 25 yards from this bike shop. Oh, wow. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I used to uh, say, you know, I used to walk into Bicycle Sport when I was coming down to visit my grandparents, you know, I was a fat kid with a slushy uh, and uh, <laughs> was not allowed to touch anything. Um, and uh, so, but eventually ended up working here and then made a full-time job and then eventually purchased the company uh, in 2011. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Congratulations, that's man. That's a, that's a, that's a great story. Talking about kind of working your way up and, and getting into something you love and enjoy. And, and you mentioned you were a fat kid uh, last time I saw you, you're in great shape. So not only are you a bicycle store owner, um, it sounds like you've incorporated cycling and all of that into your lifestyle as well from a, from a health aspect. Definitely. I, I grew up, you know, like a lot of kids, I feel like uh, sticks and ball sports. So football, baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever. But I definitely loved a large cheese pizza and a Coke. Uh, so I... As the years went on, started picking up heavy things in high school and thought that meant I could eat whatever I want. And I think I graduated high school at about 255 or so. <laughs> and then went to college and just kind of changed uh, my diet and other things, but really started taking cycling. Saw a group of guys and girls riding and was like, that looks like fun. So I took an old mountain bike and traded it in and bought a new road bike and 
started riding pretty consistently and commuting and just really making it a part of my life. And then when I moved to Charlotte, the same thing. And it not only really helped me, you know, physically, uh, but it uh, helped me not only learn our city that has a bunch of really weird uh, names of streets changing all over the place and learning to not get lost, but also meet people and, you know, led me to where I am today. That is great. That is cool. So tell us when it's interesting. We, we bring on a lot of entrepreneurs. We've got a lot of, you know, business owners. And um, I just want to hear the journey from, you know, you being a consumer of this brand, then coming in and, and working with the brand and then going and, and owning uh, the company. Is that something that just kind of happened and, and, and it worked out that way? Would love to hear your journey from really the consumer of, you know, Bicycle Sport and being one of their customers now being the owner. So, yeah, I, I honestly, it's a, it's, I think it's a great story because it's obviously my story. Um, and I love people. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm a consumer like all of us. I, I like, uh, I like to shop, whether it be online or in person, but I, I like options. So, um, and I, and I really like people and I like helping people. So, Retail was in my blood. My mom worked retail um, for pretty much all her life. Um, so I grew up doing uh, working in women's retail and then men's clothing retail and uh, outdoor gear um, all the way down to what I'm doing here. And so it really kind of started when I got a part time job and here at the shop and was thriving and loving talking to people on my days off. I got to experience, you know, other hear other people's story and how bicycling or the bike or you know whatever it was it really kind of impacted their life you know kind of like we spoke earlier you know your your son's first balance bike i mean how cool is it to get to be a part of that for somebody else um and i get to do that every day still so once uh was here for a while really kind of realized i think i could help the previous owner out so started taking on more of a management role and working with him and uh, the other owner and other managers at the time um, to really kind of build the brand. And um, eventually the two owners split and I um, decided to stay on board with one of the owners. Um, that didn't quite pan out. So then I ended up uh, purchasing the company from the other owner, uh, which was Elon Paltrow. Uh, some of y'all may know him. Yeah. And yeah. And so after that, really, it was a focus on make a business and a, an environment and a brand that you want to be a part of and that you would shop at if you were a consumer. Uh, so a lot of variety, customer service. I mean, it's pretty simple. I think, Scott, I think you would agree. Treat people how you want to be treated. Manage expectations to the best of your ability, and you will succeed. Um, your brand is not the products that you carry. Uh, that is something I try to instill in every who works here um, because our brands will change but our brand is bicycle sport and that is our philosophy on how we do business and why we do business and I think that's what's really given us a lot of the staying power to be here um, you know not only for my 10 years that I've owned it but the previous 30 odd years so and, and it sounds like that would probably be one of your key factors to to your success in that business. Uh, you guys are like a staple. You're right on the corner of Selwyn, and uh, it's it's not brand. Is it Brandywine? It is. Brandywine. Yeah, Brandywine, yeah. and uh, yeah, and been there forever. 
Um, I think you do a lot of rides out of there, group rides, and, and uh, I know you're very involved in the community. I think we've both uh, been behind 24 Foundation for, for some time now, and, uh, um, you know, tell us a little bit about that and, and how that's helped uh, you engage and, and uh, how that's helped your business overall. Yeah, I definitely am very, very involved, I feel like, in the community and made that a very big point in, with our company to um, be involved because, uh, you know, you have sports like baseball and, and other sports where you've got T-ball and you've got all these other avenues once you sell a product to go use them. Cycling's a little bit different. We kind of, you know, the old school way is here's a bike. Go play in the street. Um, we really wanted to get behind events and other um, or you know organizations and rides and uh, races and things like that that really gives cyclists a place to use what they buy here. So we really not only want to help them find the right product, we want to show them where they can use that product to have a better time with it. Uh, so, and I think that's something that's, that's huge. And I mean, the 24 foundation, um, has been a, a huge part of what we've been doing for a lot of years. I mean, all the way back to the, the very first year. Um, and I think as you as well, and it's just really cool to see that many people come together over that and, and look forward to continuing that relationship, but also looking for new ones all the time. And, and, and I think that's a big part of my next question because we're both small businesses and, and we are engaged in the community. And I think that does uh, build relationships, right? And it gives folks mm -hmm. something more than just going in and buying a product as part of the experience, as part of the relationship. Um, what would you say, because we're all competing with big box and, you know, the Amazons of the world and, you know, that, that can be a big challenge, but... How does small and local business overcome that? And, and what have you done in that regard? Well, I think there's a, the internet personally, I love it. I don't mind internet shopping. I don't mind, you know, the competition. I think the internet is obviously it's here to stay and it's how a lot of people want to shop, but it's also a place where people can get information quickly and makes them help them better, make a better educated purpose, you know, purchase. You know, I think what, it can't do is you can't touch it, feel it, you know, ride it, test it. Um, and I think that's what the local businesses and small businesses still offer. But I also think that um, the internet has pushed local businesses to be better. I think a lot of retail um, kind of rest on their laurels and, you know, this is how we always have done it. And if you don't change, you're, you're going to go away. Um, and I think, you know, the Internet and Amazons of the world, um, they really basically said, hey, look, we're going to give you a lot of information when you want it, how you want it and deliver. And bike shops in particular, and there's a lot of other industries weren't doing that for their customer. Um, so I think we pushed a lot of our customers to the Internet by not having choices, not having the information, not having the um, all the tools that that has done. So I think it's really pushed us to be a better company and a better brand. Um, but I also think in the midst of that, that shows our value. It shows our value to the community. Um, you know, Amazon, I've yet to see them sponsor 24 hours of booty yet um, or right. teach a kid. Ride a bike. Um, so I think 
it just kind of makes it shines on what we do offer to the community. I love that. Um, and I think that just embodies exactly what your brand is and what you represent. And I think, you know, if one thing we've learned in the pandemic and I challenge people to this is, you know, everybody says buy local shop local and hashtags are great. And making a post with a cool meme is great, but are you really doing that? Right. And, um, my challenge to everybody last year and even this year is, is very simple. If you like a small business, if you enjoy, uh, a small business, then you need to buy from them now because there is going to be a time when they won't be there if you don't support them. And I think that our community in Charlotte is so unique that it's a big city, but it's got that small city vibe. Uh, small businesses can make huge impacts, can create amazing brands, can do amazing things for our community, but all of that takes the community to be involved. And I think you, you've nailed it. Um, the internet has challenged you to be better, which is what you've done, but ultimately your business supports the community more and better than anything that Amazon could do because you're in that community because you love that community because you support that community. And I, I think that's a testament to what the, the brand is that you've built. So, so uh, kudos to you on that. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of, so then this year, right. When we first heard of the stay at home orders, um, how did you feel and, and how did that affect bicycle sport and, and kind of what was your initial game plan? Honestly, uh, there, there was no game plan in the beginning. There was reaction. Obviously, we all were kind of, I would say, in shock uh, of like, hey, this is very uncharted waters. We don't know what we're doing. So the very first thing I did was a make sure that it was legal for us to be open during that time. Then uh, I had a really hard and sit down conversation with my staff and asked them what they wanted to do. What was their comfort level with the measures that we were going to put in place um, and what were their ideas, uh, whether or not they would you know, want to come to work. Uh, you know, that was for this pandemic, it's affected everybody very differently and tried to respect everybody's uh, feelings on that. And in the meantime, also run a business and, you know, help uh, as much as we can. So once we kind of determined we can be here, we're going to be here, we want to be here. We then said, okay, how are we going to be here? So we started, you know, cleaning measures, uh, mask measures, um, you know, nobody was in the store. So we really tried to put in all the safeguards that we felt were necessary to, to do business in a safe way. And I think we, we saw that was very successful for us. Uh, I know not all companies kind of follow the same same path, and I think that's you know each comfort level for everybody is different. So I think for us, we we really were able to not only thrive in that area, which sometimes you feel a little guilty about saying that, but not really. I mean, I feel like we helped a ton of people. Um, you know, really, whether it was get on a bike for the first time because that's what they could do, um, or shift from maybe an indoor um, exercise routine to an outdoor exercise routine, or just, you know, find a local road. And I think, uh, that they didn't know about, and, you know, really cool to see Charlotte get behind that. And I mean, right here in our, our backyard, we had roads being shut down to automobile traffic. I mean, which was amazing to ride my bike to work and see, I don't know how many people out. I mean, just hundreds and, and you know thousands at, at certain times. I mean, of people riding bikes, distance safely with their kids, with their families, with their friends, um, and doing something, you know, to really 
whether it be, you know, help themselves physically or mentally. I just think we needed that little bit of escape. And I think, you know, for us, it was a, it was a very tough time, you know, for us because our days were long and we we're trying to meet the expectation of everybody. And that was tough. Um, you know, any, anytime you're dealing with sales in general, managing expectations is, is a very tough challenge and got even tougher when you really had no idea what was happening the next day. Um, and so I think, I think kudos to my staff. They did an absolutely amazing job for what they did. And, uh, I can't thank them enough. Are you still, um, are you still making up those orders? Are you still running into issues from a supply chain standpoint? And, and clearly there was a huge demand. Um, I loved what you just talked about, about setting expectations. So I would love to kind of hear where are you guys at right now? And as we move towards the spring, where I would imagine, People are going to be out and about and, and want more bikes uh, and the demand will, will skyrocket again. Yeah, we've definitely seen challenges and we face those coming um, as we, as kind of the springtime starts to hit, we've had a um, supply chain issue, obviously. We weren't really sure whether or not the um, demand would ever slow down and it really hasn't seemed to slow down much. So we're still receiving orders that we placed back in May, um, you know, just now starting to come in. And we've placed orders in late 2020 that will not arrive till August, July, September next year. Um, and orders that we place right now, majority of them will not come in till the year 2022. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, we are seeing uh, unprecedented demand and supply chain strain. Um, mainly because, you know, there's a lot of bike manufacturers, but there's not as many component manufacturers. So every company sees, you know, hundred percent growth, they triple their, their POs. And all of a sudden though, there's only one guy or two guys that make derailers. They can't, they cannot, you know, keep up with that demand. So the big plan for 2021 is we placed a lot of orders we placed a lot of orders early and consistently so we will have product coming in for sure the difference will be there will be a little bit less selection of hey if we have a blue one in and you wanted a red one it may not be something that we could get for you right away um you know so there's definitely going to be maybe some compromises on that end but there will be product. It's just a matter of time. And kind of we spoke earlier, not only is the actual production of the product being slowed, but a lot of the shipping and um, other logistics to actually get products to people um, has really been impacted, not just in our industry, but for, for every industry, honestly. Yeah, you can talk about a lot of different industries. I mean, one that comes to mind, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is just Peloton in general. You go on their website and they're like 10 plus weeks and then you see the reviews and it's like 14 weeks, 18 weeks. You're never going to get your bike. <laughs> and, and I mean, yeah. and that's just the reality is that that is as skyrocketed through the pandemic because gyms closed down and people needed a way to stay healthy. And Peloton obviously hit it on the head. Um, it, it, you know, if they're running into, into issues, then then everybody is. Have you seen people that have like bought a Peloton that maybe never rode a bike before and now they're. Like, hey, well, maybe I should get a bike to actually go outside instead of trying to ride this in my living room. What has that kind of done for your business? And has that has that driven any more people to to be exposed to how fun, you know, owning a bicycle could be? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Peloton and indoor cycling market has exploded, much like uh, a lot of the uh, home gyms and bikes and things like that. People want to stay active and and they want to do it in whatever way they feel comfortable. So during this, we really saw, you know, the Peloton side, tons of people coming in. Hey, I need shoes. I need, you know, just suggestions. How do I get my bike fit? How do I fit my Peloton? You know, so we were just as excited to take care of them as we were the person who said, Hey, I bought a Peloton. I really don't like riding inside. I'd like to ride outside. Um, so when the weather permits and you feel comfortable, we are here to help you get outside. And we we definitely um, have seen a growth on both sides of that. And I think at the end of the day, we see more people focused on being healthy, which is going to be a plus for every industry, um, you know, outside of sporting goods, um, you know, whether it be, you know, insurance, whatever. I mean, just the, the ramifications of our, our population getting healthier is huge. It's nothing but good. So um, we definitely have seen that. And I think that will continue. And you know what, if, if people want to ride indoors or outdoors, doesn't matter to me, as long as they're happy and having fun and we can help them, we'll do it. Just ride baby. Just ride. Exactly. Just pedal. Just pedal. There you go. <laughs> Just pedal. I'd love, I mean, honestly, oh, go ahead. I do indoor riding as it is. I mean, in that, a lot of that just comes from is I want to get out as much as I can, but I've got two boys and, um, you know, my fiance and I, we, we both work. And so time constraints and things like that really push you to get, get it in when you can. So if that means getting on your, uh, your indoor bike and riding at 5am or 7pm at night or at lunchtime, whatever it is, you know, do what you need to do to keep your mind and your body right. Absolutely. How old are your boys? 10. Oh, well, almost 11 in a couple of days and then 12. Nice. I have a two year old and a six month old. So uh, um, both boys as well. So I, I'm just starting the journey. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but what you Don't just said is the reason we bought a Peloton was because get it in when you can, uh, when you have two young ones that are, you know, it, it's just, you don't even know where the time is and you just have to make the time. You have to be, be uh, intentional on that. You do. And I think one, one thing I want to hit on real quick is majority, the number one reason we, we see people don't want to ride bikes. They don't feel comfortable out in the street. And so buying a Peloton gives them that freedom and doing it comfortably, you know, safety wise in their own home is huge. Um, not only the time benefits, but just that safety of, of, of that is, is big. And then, you know, honestly, the more people that do ride, though, we should see more infrastructure. And I think we all can say we've seen more and more infrastructure being built here in Charlotte. And the more that that happens, I guarantee you'll see more people go outside and ride a bike, you know, because they're going to feel safe and they'll feel comfortable to do it. Yeah, I, I love that, man. I, I, speaking of that, I want to get to this in a minute, just just Charlotte's bike culture in general. We could come back to that. But before so, I want to know, uh, or if you will, just share some of the brands of bikes that you carry and some of the services you offer within the store. So currently we carry bicycles, whether it be road, mountain, hybrid, kids' bikes, um, from brands of Trek Bicycle, Cannondale, Santa Cruz, Colnago, BMC, Moots, Open. So we carry quite a few different brands, kind of like I referred to earlier. I love options. Uh, I love a cereal aisle. I would hate to go to a cereal aisle one day and see nothing but General Mills cereal. Like to me, that's <laughs> right. Uh, uh, you know? 
So I love seeing all the different brands. And then as far as services, we're really full service. So everything from, you know, your bike purchase to your accessories, clothing, um, to after the fact of servicing your bike and maintaining it, making sure it's fitted properly. Um, some of the fit things right now we are having to kind of cut back on just due to COVID regulations and safety procedures, but really anything that has to do with cycling. And honestly, if it doesn't, and you just want to come in and, need to talk we're here uh so um that's kind of what we offer i would say we're like a barber shop i would say we're we're half therapist and uh half sales <laughs> big education piece huh <laughs> yeah I, you know what you just said is great we talked about the the year of 2020 for the dunston group was not about oh how can we get as many sales as possible it was about staying in touch with our community seeing what people needed whether it was just a phone call to say like how's your family and just stay connected from that standpoint. And that's what we really tried to do. But it wasn't really a business tactic. It was just who we are. And I love that yeah. you just said that because, um, you know, sometimes you just need to listen. Sometimes people need to get some things off their shoulders. And if, hey, if they want to come into the bike shop and let that happen, you know, come on. <laughs> and, and by the way, Tim across the street is who cuts my hair. So uh, <laughs> I get I get that over there. I, I love that strip just from yeah. Moo at the UPS store, Mark at the sporting gent and, you know, Tim and, and you. And it, it's such a great community right there along Selwyn. And of course, Selwyn Pub and Jimmy's is coming and Reed's. It's, it's such a fun area for Charlotte. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, Tim you're lucky there. to be there. <laughs> What's left of it? <laughs> well, I've I've been asking him for a discount for years <laughs> because man, I don't I don't have that much hair it's anymore. It's only half a head of hair <laughs> and, up and, here, and it should be even the big the discount should be even bigger now that COVID has come around because the, my stress level has made me lose even more hair. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the Charlotte bike culture and and uh, kind of you know I know you're really ingrained in that community. Um, how do you feel about it? And uh, just just talk a little bit about that, if you will. Charlotte's amazing. I mean, I, there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe think differently, but I can tell you that our community is not only thriving, it's, it's strong and it's growing. And I love seeing that. And that really is from every angle of cycling. That is every demographic of uh, people to riding, more riding bikes, Every, you know, financial background doesn't matter. More people are riding bikes and it's group rides, it's family rides, it's commuting. It is such a strong cycling community in, in the Charlotte area, I would say. Uh, and we are so lucky to have these these riders and, and these participants in our in our community because they really make it what it is. Uh, I literally just had a conversation uh, a friend of mine uh, came down for some training drove down a couple days ago from Connecticut and um, he's in the cycling industry and he's moved around a bunch and he had took him out on a group ride and there was about four of us so a small group and we uh, just showed him some of the roads and he's like I've heard a lot of things about the southeast and he goes this is absolutely nothing what I thought he goes you have great roads you had, you know, we had great infrastructure within the city. He said, obviously, you know, it's growing and really can't say enough about that. And so we are very lucky. Obviously, we always want it better. Everybody wants it better. Um, and I think, you know, when we start putting our mind to it and getting it uh, kind of dialed in even more, even more people will continue to ride. So I can't say enough 
great things about our cycling community. And, um, you know, they've really rallied, I think, during this pandemic uh, to show kind of how strong they are. I mean, from, you know, look at the 24 Foundation. I mean, doing things virtually, staying in touch with each other, um, small meetup groups, you know, really becoming support for each other was just really cool to see. Heck yeah. What's your favorite place to ride locally? Do you have a, a loop that you hit the most most frequently? It might be well, like his fishing hole, man. He might not be able to tell frequent you. Frequent loop, which is probably the airport, just mainly because ah, every yes. group ride does it. Um, is it my favorite? I don't know. Uh, I would say in D.C., and I actually talked about this the other day, I, I love riding my bike, and, and, I, and I love people. So if I can do that together and ride with people and hear their stories and talk to them, I don't really care where I'm riding. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's been a really, like, you know, during the lockdown and all of that, I've never seen the streets so empty. And uh, what a really good time to ride. I think you might have mentioned that earlier, but uh, it is and, super I mean, unique. It, <laughs> just, and that was really cool. I mean, having, you know, been in the industry for a long time and having contacts around the country during this time period. I mean, I can tell you people that were riding downtown uh, New York City on roads that you would never typically want to ride on um just saying it was magical to ride down you know fifth avenue and avenue of the americas and Times square and you know out in la and all over the country in just places where there were so many people out that you can't normally you know access by bike easily and safely um so i think it opened a lot of people's eyes i want to ask you on that um the airport ride is that wallace neal road Wallace Neal is out there. Yeah, we do use that road. Okay. I, I my, One of my uh, my best friends just moved into the vineyards at uh, Lake Wiley off Old Dowd. Oh. And for us to get there, we were we were going down Wallace Neal on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the damn 24 hours of booty right there. I mean, there <laughs> yeah, must have been there must have been 60 riders that we saw. I saw the unknown team go by. And I yep. was like, this is really, really cool. And it, it is a, a, a cool road because there's not a lot of cars. Yeah. Um, yep. and it's actually got a pretty good view too and you have an air, airplane fly right over you so it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it is it is very cool there's so a lot of the group rides in town use a that loop out there and wallace neal is kind of the main west boulevard to wallace neal to old dowd is really kind of how we start getting out to the little towns like mount holly cramerton belmont um which also have just amazing road riding and and um you know little coffee shops that we like to you know, stop and visit. So, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, cyclists, I don't know, we're kind of funny. We, we love little coffee shops and delis and things like that. So we ride places, we stop, we buy some coffee somewhere and you know, keep moving on. So trying to support everybody as best we can. I love that. That's yeah. Awesome. So what are your goals for bicycle sport? And um, do you, do you plan on expanding to other locations? Are you happy Ooh. with what you got or? Uh, <laughs> massive expansion <laughs> what are you thinking there man you know honestly we we talk about this i would say daily in our shop and what is what is our a goal for us and what is success look like for us honestly it has nothing to do with financials it is if every day we can leave and say we made the best of our day and we helped people we're um, I think, you know, growth financially, you know, may or may not come from that. As long as we can pay our bills, we'll still be here and still do that. Um, expansion to other other places, who knows? Um, never, never know what's coming. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Opportunities seem to present themselves when you're prepared and and doing good work for people, you know. So, um, I agree. Yeah, I that's it. awesome. Well, Ben, um, you know, before we let you go, uh, clearly we've, we've talked a little bit about where you guys are located, but what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they are interested in learning more about the business or uh, are looking to purchase a bike? Well, obviously right now we're still in person. We'd love to have you stop by. Uh, we'd love to see a masked face and talk to you um, and uh, learn learn more about you. Uh, it's really hard to help somebody unless you're about them. So whether that is... Uh, stopping by in person here at 2916 Selwyn Ave or bicycle sport MP at Gmail is a good way to get in touch with us. Um, and we can hopefully answer maybe a question for you and start a conversation. Um, and, you know, we have phone number 704-335-0323. If we don't get it right away, we apologize. We will get to it. Um, it is pretty busy. We've got to still have fairly limited hours, uh, 12 to 5 Monday through friday 10 to 5 on saturday and um so but really however you want to get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you and then we just kind of start the conversation there and then however we can help you we will awesome man well ben thank you so much for uh for joining us thank you for telling us uh your story i think it's so cool that you grew up as a as a kid um in this area in the neighborhood you know, being a consumer of this brand and now you're an owner of it. And I know, you know, all the past owners will, will be proud of you for continuing the tradition and ultimately supporting our community uh, like the 24 Foundation and everyone else that uh, that you support. So thank you for being a leader in the community. Thank you for being really a company people can can trust and can count on and uh, and, and, and will be there to help them no matter uh, if they want a bike or they need a shoulder to cry on. So I really do appreciate you know, you being a great contributor to our community and, and what you do for bicycle sport as well. Thank you so much for having me guys. And thank you guys for shining a light, on, you know, all the small businesses and brand builders that you do, because I think that really helps recognize we have a great group of people in this area and uh, it's only getting better. Yes, sir. You are welcome. Thank you very much, man. We, we really enjoyed it and we appreciate you investing your time with us. Thank you. Love Wish it. you continued success, my man, and good luck with the uh, supply chain. We're we're facing those issues <laughs> too. It's across the board, and uh, hopefully together uh, we will all get back to some normalcy soon. I love uh, it. Well, every. What- I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, I look forward to it, and uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a wild and fun ride. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> that is a That's great. A way good good way it. to end it. Well, uh, we, we talked the other day. We um, 2020 was unpredictable. 2021, we know what we're doing. We just don't know how we're going to do it. So it's just going to be fun. <laughs> That's nothing tr- like a good challenge, man. You yeah. bet. 2021 should just be hashtag bring it. You they, know what I mean? If we're here, exactly. like let's go. They, we're ready. They, they always yeah. say if you're comfortable, you're you're not really uh, at your capacity. So keep charging forward, <laughs> man. Get out of that comfort zone. Let's rock. You know, exactly. Thank you, Ben. If you are, are listening, please like, share, comment, follow the bicycle sport. Uh, awesome organization. Ben's awesome. The whole team over there. Are great. Thank you so much. Until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. <laughs>